Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock with the co-host, Challen Rogers. It is playoff week. We are getting ready for the NLL quarterfinals coming up on Friday night at First Ontario Centre. The Halifax Thunderbirds are the opponent. Game time is 7.30. Great seats are still available throughout the building, so head on over to torontorock.com or ticketmaster.ca to get your seats for Friday night in Rock City as we begin to band together and hopefully go on a long and fruitful playoff run. Chal, how are you doing? Doing wonderful. That was a nice little uh, plug there of our hashtag. Yeah, band together. I like it. All right. You're going to see it everywhere for the next, hopefully, five weeks. Love it. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) So we just uh, come out of a bye week here. You guys had a little chance to get together on Saturday, have a little meal, have a little practice. Why don't you tell us about that uh, opportunity to get together with your teammates yeah it's great um everyone kind of coming in uh because you know our out of town guys though we have a few of them they made it in um but yeah it was nice just to you know wrinkle out some things that we need to to be good at and just good chance for us to be together hang out watch the uh watch the games and watch the hockey games play some cards yeah Lovely. Sounds like it was a nice little night. It was a great Saturday night. That's great. Yeah. Nothing better. All right. So we're getting ready. And, uh, you know, obviously going into the week last weekend, (laughs) there are some good times going on out on the floor behind us. You may have been able to hear it, but uh, there's some guys. Of course, we're on a practice night here and the boys will be getting on the floor in about uh, an hour and a half here as we're recording as it'll be the final formal tune-up with the group together before Friday's NLL quarterfinals game. But the way all those games played out on Saturday night, it was uh, you know perhaps a little bit unexpected, the flow of some of those games, we'll say. Um, but you know when all is said and done, Halifax comes in as the number three seed and it is deja vu all over again, as they say, as it is the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds in the first round of the playoffs. Um, talk about playing the same team, getting the same thing started as you did a year ago, 365 days ago. We're walking into the very same situation here with a home playoff game, number two versus number three in the East. Yeah, um, I guess you could say, yeah, deja vu. Um, both of us are different teams than we were last year and, um, even probably different teams from the last time we played each other. So, um, yeah, I mean, Halifax Thunderbirds, their opponent. Well, let me hit you with that right there. You say that the Toronto Rock are a different team than they were a year ago. What makes the Toronto Rock a different team? Uh, I mean, some of the additions that we've added to this group, um, even just within the guys that we had from last year, just taking that next step and being, um, you know, just a better version of themselves. Very well put, Captain. Thank you. Have you been putting any more thought in your pregame speeches recently after we did talk about it a few weeks ago? <laughs> uh, a little bit in the back of your head, be honest. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. You, you need a big one. You need a good one for this moment. And, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> we can't start the no, other I'm thinking. No, I'm not. I just think I thought you were life. about to go in it, you know, for no. this moment. There's only no. one opportunity. <laughs> See, look, if you had <laughs> one shot, <laughs> but one opportunity. We'll talk. So, to talk about these pregame speeches, are you sitting there going, I, ca- I can't use my A material in game one? Do you have to pace yourself with your pregame speeches? No, I think you just got to let it fly. Because, you know, you only have one shot. You only have one opportunity, right? So you can't look ahead because there might not be a tomorrow. So, I mean, that was kind of. Wow. Well, there might not be. There might not be. You're right. Live every day like it's your last. Exactly. So you got to just come out there with a good fire, fire me up speech, you know? And, yeah, I've been circling things in my head for the last little bit now. At what point in the week? And maybe it's different for the playoffs too. But at what point in the week does it really, you know, we're going through Tuesday night practice. It's kind of normal, right? And maybe it's not normal in the playoffs. But at what point in the week do you really like shift into that? Okay, this is finally here. This is the moment that we've been preparing for for the last, you know, basically six plus months, really. um, That it's in your head that, okay, this is for real now and it's go time. 
Uh, to be honest, probably after our last game, after Buffalo is just, I mean, obviously that wasn't the outcome that we wanted, but, um, you know, turn the page and you have two weeks to look ahead to this, to their first playoff game. Although we didn't know who we were, who we were going to play. Um, it doesn't matter. It's playoffs. You know what you have to bring, um, to be successful. And yeah, I mean, I, that's what I would say. At least I turned the page pretty quickly. Now, you mentioned key additions to this year's team make this group a little bit different, but you look back at the playoff run last year. What did you learn about yourself as a player, really, going through that playoff run last year? I mean, you had a game in the first round where big lead evaporated quickly and, you know, in almost an unlikely scenario played out, and then you score this historic goal, really, when you look back at the history of this Toronto rock lacrosse club here, one of the biggest goals really ever in franchise history. And then you go into two, you know, just epic one goal games against your biggest rivals. But what did you learn about yourself as a player having gone through those experiences? That's a good question, Mike. Um, yeah. That's why I'm the host of the yeah, show, John. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just cut Rosie. Um, no, I, uh, I don't know if it's me, personally but I feel like with our group we kind of found that um you know we're resilient you know it, obviously lacrosse is a game of runs teams can go on runs and um you know obviously you want to keep those runs limited and, and slow them down any way possible but um to kind of have that lead and and then watch it kind of disappear on us and just kind of sticking with it and, and playing through the adversity that we were facing and then um you know obviously getting a chance to, to finish the game was was great I'm, I'm glad the ball went in but um you know moving on we, we wish those one goal games went a different way for us um yeah no I, I think kind of going through the playoffs last year was uh was great learning uh, opportunity for us um you know obviously getting out of the first round but just the style of play that you need to to have and the execution you need to bring to have success every night is is something that we definitely took away and some we've taken away from some of the games that we've had this year whether it's been you know games that we've won um without a lot of execution from our end and and then the games that we've lost where there was an execution and and we needed to be better at it so um you know I, i would say that's kind of one or two things that we took away from last year it's another great answer Playoff caliber answer. I'm on fuego right now. <laughs> um, all right, we'll save we'll save some stuff for the back half of the show here too. So why don't you uh, why don't you tee up our guest this week on the program? Yeah, my intro when we first had him on wasn't the greatest, so I'll give him a little bit of a better one here. Um, today's guest will be the goaltender. That's it. That's the intro. <laughs> Nick Rose. That, that, that was more. Actually, it was, I think, more than the uh, intro that you will hear coming up. All right, so there we go. Let's get right into it. He hasn't been on the podcast in a while. No, and you know what? He's been talking a lot of smack lately. He's like, oh, since you've gone on, I'm, I don't go on anymore. I'm like, that's what we want. Wow. You know what? It's kind of funny that all, there are there was a certain pretty steady rotation of guests, we'll say, with the people who are around here at a certain time, week in week out and then you know they have there's a certain like those guys haven't been on and i feel like they're all having a bit of withdrawal i feel like they are as well yeah you know like they might it's not it's funny come because they, they kind of chirped about being on all the time and then they joke about it still being on all the time and not being on it and it's like oh we hit some we hit some spots that hurt a little bit <laughs> all right well let's get right into it with toronto rock goaltender number 66 nick rose Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, along with the co-host, Challen Rogers. And Challen, uh, apparently this may be my last podcast from what <laughs> we were just talking about, but uh, why don't you throw out who our guest is this week in studio? Rosie. Okay. Nick, <laughs> welcome to the program. Usually it's more like built off and I have something yeah. nice to say, but... Rosie. I know I was like the fourth option today, but that's all right. He wasn't. He said if he, was, he wasn't the first... He wasn't coming on. Yeah, I said, I that's a fact. I, I made him promise me that I was his first decision today. 
I feel like uh, Nick, could you actually adjust your mic a little bit there, just to get it behind the windscreen? Just swing the. Uh, no, no. There you, no, there you go. No. Perfect. Yep. Anything for you, Mike? Thanks. That's great. No, we can just smooth this too. Makes it quicker. Either one. Well, you want to keep it close. Sorry, right. it's his first time. Long. We're good. Yeah, first time in a long time, anyways. Since Sal took took se- over. Second week in a row that we have started the uh, interview with the guest talking about the microphones. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You, you would think the host would have that dialed in. Well, I took, as you can see, I took the bad one. Gotcha. Thanks. You have the double earphone. I figured out, I think, what might be wrong with the uh, headphones. Yeah. I think we just need to order a new pair, but yeah. It's bad well, radio. Yeah. Uh, so, Rosie, uh, child, do you want to start off with anything? or? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Rosie played field lacrosse back in 07. And probably before then, but he scored 50 goals. Do you want, do you want, me, to comment, do you want me to comment on that? I uh, mean, uh, do you I mean, know anything else about that season? What team he played for, maybe? Who was on the sideline occasionally as uh, an assistant coach? Uh, I don't know anything. Just said he scored 50 goals in 07. So I did grow up. Heatley. I did grow up playing attack and field lacrosse. Not a, wasn't a goalie and. Um, under 19 in Ontario lax. I was at school. I think, I don't know if I was at Fanshawe yet or not, but either way, I wasn't really able to play for orange roll. And then I, how long have we known each other before that? Well, for sure. Since 2002, we can go into that story as well. Yeah, that's a good story. (laughs) We should tell that after, but, um, yeah. So I think I reached out to hammer with, uh, the Bulldogs and finished my field across career with them. And I mean, 1507 is just a fact. It's not something I just throw around lightly. Like Hammer Hammer knows. I witnessed it firsthand every week. Unstoppable. Were Un- you on the sideline? Unstoppable. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure if I was. I, I think, think you were after Cooge. Yeah, because uh, after Cooge stopped coaching, I think once Blaine took over, then uh, I just stepped aside off the sidelines there. But um, it, it was honestly so automatic every week like you just count on dumping the ball inside to rosie and it was in the back of the net in about you know yeah. you were maybe the original bang bang right there <laughs> just in and out of your stick or boom boom i guess uh, yeah. bang bang's outside boom, yeah, boom I, outside. yeah i didn't like to have the ball for too long in my stick it was basically catching in the net but yeah it was fun but i don't think i've played field across since then oh you were on top <laughs> well i think we actually lost in the b final so not exactly on top but Personally, I guess so. We did lose in the B final, and we, uh, I believe we brawled at the end of that game as well. Yeah, yeah, I didn't brawl, but no. some Bulldogs brawled. I've been a few posts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were anxious to get into it in that game for whatever reason. Against Barry, I believe it was. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I'm a Bulldog alumni, but <laughs> yeah, it's fun, fun group to be a part of. Yeah. Wasn't... No, Maddie Lyons wouldn't have been on that team, right? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Couple yeah. laid laws. Yeah, yeah. Um, so was a couple of laid laws. <laughs> McGordy. Oh yeah. Was Lafarette on that team? JJ. Yeah, he yeah. was attack partner. Oh, I played with JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Where was Stony Brook? Stony Brook. Right. Nice. Yeah. Um, He's from Brampton, isn't he? Halton Hills. Like oh. Justin yeah. Reed was Brampton. a goalie. So, yeah, Jr. Yeah, I JR. believe he might have been part of the uh, why the why the brawl started. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Uh, JJ finished his junior career with the Brampton Junior A's. So, mm. yeah. But Halton Hills, born and raised. But, yeah. No. Is that all you really wanted to know about the 1507? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get me on the archers. Maybe. All right. <laughs> Expect to try out. Tommy's spot. Try out call from Rabel here soon. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the 2002 Founders Cup? Yeah. We teased it. Yeah, well, I, it can be a long story, so we'll cut it pretty short. I We already knew each other somehow, and then you were hosting the Founders' Cup. Um, who was it? Uh, Spartan and... Green Gales. Green Gales. He asked me, Hammer asked me to timekeep the national <laughs> championship game. Oh, I think I've yes, heard this and you before. Were, you were you 14 at the time, so I think you were doing the game with Mikey Faulkner. Yeah. And Orangeville legend. Obvious, and- obviously, I'm like... Big lax rink rad at the time. What, eight seconds left on the clock? Mikey Faulkner just tells me. So Green Gills are up by one. Spartan has the ball to try and go down and tie it with eight seconds left. 
Mikey Faulkner tells me probably three times, make sure you start the clock. Like, you can't not start the <laughs> clock. Well, anyways, the ref blows a whistle, forget to start the clock. <laughs> Just watching Spartan run down the floor with a chance to tie the Founders' Cup championship. Doug, <laughs> Doug Louie, now I know him a bit better, was against the side of the timekeeper's box just screaming at me who my eyes just lit up like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then I started the clock and then they end up hanging on and he quickly went from yelling at me and jumping on the floor and celebrating with his team. But I, I almost wrecked the entire Founders Cup tournament in Halton Hills. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, I had kind of punched out because we lost in the semifinals in overtime to the Gales. Zach Greer scored two goals as a midget uh, in overtime, put us out, and then uh, we lost the bronze game earlier that day to Edmonton. Um, That's probably why I was timekeeping because the dogs weren't in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were just done. I was just done at that point. It had been a long week, but a very successful one. But uh, Yeah, pretty funny story, actually. yeah, Yeah, way back. Awesome. Yeah. Challenge time to jump in here. Yeah. Uh, I would say, just by my account, you've probably lived with hmm, 10% of the league. Maybe around <laughs> wow. there, give or take. 10% no, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Maybe, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, enough. Yeah. Enough of the FIFA that there's a wide spectrum. Top three go. Top three roommates? Roommates of all time. <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Wow. I mean, going to go with Damon Edwards. Yeah. Live with uh, live with them out in BC, playing for Coquitlam. Lived with them back in Oakville. Was my roommate on the road for a long time with the Rock. Now it gets tight. <laughs> yeah, it is going to get real tight. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid saying Chal's name on this. Um, you know what? That's honorable mention. Oh. Yeah, okay. now, I'm in, now I'm in your head. Now I don't need to be in the top three. <laughs> That's all you were looking for? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, after that, it's I guess it goes to the longest. Like, I lived with Scotty Johnson for a long time. He was a good roommate. I guess, what do we break it down to? Like, an actual good roommate or just, like, who I'm best buddies with? Actual good roommate. Like, takes care of their stuff and cleans up? Yeah, and... they contribute. Okay, then... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, gi- I'll give you the nod here in the yes. top three. Nice. So a bit more, a bit more like mature about stuff. <laughs> the worst part <laughs> is the current guys I'm living with aren't even going to be in the mix here. But they they been... live with you the least amount of time. Yeah, though, so. yeah. They've still got some runway here yeah. to make their way into the top three. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I guess you, Damon, Brad's in the honorable mention category for sure. Um, after that, I don't really know. Like. <laughs> I got to go back maybe to Boston, like living with Maddie Lyons. Wow. Yeah. Maddie Lyons. Me, me and him were the OG lax roommates for, wow. for my career. So I'll, I'll give him a shout out since we're talking Bulldogs. Guy saves your life and he doesn't even make top three. Well, <laughs> I did hear that story and that was completely correct. I do owe Dan Dawson 65 bucks for a Blazers hoodie, but... Um, the thing about that year, though, is Doss was going through for firefighting, and he was basically like a part-time roommate. So he'd go, he'd go home, work, be in on weekends, through kind of like a few of our guys, like Jubes, till practice or whatever. So he wasn't really a full-time roommate, so not going to give it to him. That's but, fine. yeah, I've lived with a lot of guys. It's, uh, it's tough to – How many would you say that you've lived with? Well – Rough estimate. Like, I try to do that sometimes, and I'm like, ah, I forget. I mean, at the Burlington house, there was, what, probably 12 total? We'd have some guys in there for, like, a week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A week, and then, (laughs) like, never see again. Yeah, but the Burlington house, probably 15, we'll call it, safely, total. And then, like, I lived with four or five in Oakville originally at the original rock pile. So we're up to 20 quick. <laughs> um, currently, well, I guess I have the same guys I'm living with. Back in BC, lived with probably four, I would say probably 35 to 40. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's unrealistic, but it doesn't sound crazy. See, that's almost like two NLL teams. <clears throat> yeah. It could be 10% it, in the league. It is. So there you go. Wow. But I'm still in his top two, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah you were good for a while until you bailed. 
<laughs> but you guys really, when you look back at it, will have spent some incredibly like crazy amount of time together, mostly because of the pandemic, right? Oh yeah, the pandemic was. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we we became real close during uh, COVID. Obviously, not the the best reason to become tight, but yeah, we uh, we were kind of lucky enough to have uh, enough roommates that we were able to keep busy and obviously uh, come to this facility when things open up a little bit. But yeah, we uh, spent a lot of time <laughs> together. Too much. He he likes to take over my office as well and just annoy the heck out of me every day okay he says that all the time but i was in there today i didn't hear anything about this yeah you were in there for like 10 minutes that's not true <laughs> it's two hours that's how but that's how quiet anyways it yeah no he knows how to get under my skin and he does <laughs> he does it on purpose you know what funny thing about rosie maybe the one person that i know <clears throat> that could not withstand a massage I heard you talking about this last week, I feel like. Rosie or, carries a lot of stress or something in his neck, and I just randomly sometimes, like, I see it, and I'm like, oh, I just want to The key it. word there is randomly. So <laughs> it's like, a, it's like <laughs> if I knew I was going for a massage, I'm sure I'd enjoy it. But when it's like an unsolicited, like, just decide to dig your knuckles <laughs> into the back of my neck. Probably intense pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. No. He, he's doing it to he's, get the reaction that he gets out of me, which <laughs> he's successful at. On to my next question. Right. Um, right. You obviously are the GM of, of Orangeville. Yep. That's my question. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> obviously the GM of Orangeville. Um, the Northmen obviously play at Tony Rhodes Memorial Arena. Is it pretty cool to be, I guess, so high up in Orangeville minor, not minor, but Orangeville across and kind of go into the place that essentially like your father was a big part of? Yeah, no, for sure. Obviously, I had a chance to play junior uh, there and win some big games there. Obviously, very special moments in my lacrosse career. But yeah, being involved, uh, I mean, obviously, you've seen... Uh, with all the Orangeville guys on the team, that like what the Northman means to all of us. And uh, it's just one of those things. Always like Hammer, you've been involved with the Bulldogs forever, right? So it's just one of those things that kind of holds a special place in your heart and uh, always going to look to be involved. But yeah, this is uh, definitely a fun role trying to put to, put together hopefully a championship roster at some point with uh, a lot of guys that care about and um yeah, and playing at home, uh, Tony Rose Arena is awesome. Obviously, we want to keep trying to win championships there and make it the toughest place to play. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been great uh, doing that. But I've obviously kind of been involved in many different capacities for since I stopped playing. So, yeah, hopefully we keep making it a special place. Is there any extra pressure on you as the GM? I mean, it or just like... It's what I'm trying to say. Like, this is your your era, right, as the general manager of the team. And it seems like whether it's a coach or a general manager, everybody's kind of gone through, whether it's Gump, you know, Maddie's brother, right, um, that was the general manager of those teams, or Bob Cleveley, and now yourself, or, you know, T back in the day, all those kind of things. Like, it just seems like you guys kind of pass around the responsibility of running the junior A team and everybody kind of gets your shot or their shot. And, and this is yours now. Right. And, you know, is there any extra pressure that it's like, okay, well, all these guys before me have, have kind of delivered at one time or another. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about all I'm that. I'm thinking just yeah. like leaving your legacy, you know what I yeah, mean? I mean team, right. You did it as a player. Yeah. How to do it as a hundred percent. Like obviously in no matter what, position you're in if you're a player gm coach you want to be remembered as a winner and uh and successful and yeah i want to leave my mark on this team but at the same time all those guys you mentioned even when they weren't in an official role are still involved and like care about the team um like when i played t used to just stand beside the boards beside uh the visiting bench and just kind of intimidated the, <laughs> the other team that would come in and I, I remember him and Beave always kind of having a, a beer after big wins or alumni night and talking about the team. So, like, it's just kind of like, like even now, obviously, Bruce, uh, Brucey Cod stepped down from being the GM and coach uh, 
I guess, two years ago, and now he's back as our president, and I run a lot of stuff by him. Obviously, Krug's our coach. Like, we all do everything together and make decisions together, and um, yeah, it's kind of like the Godfather we joke about is like, right when you're out, we pull you right back in. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's pressure to kind of leave my mark, but at the same time, uh, it's everybody doing it together. How much longer do you think you're going to do it for? Good question. I don't know. Like, it's something, obviously, I mean, I'd say I'm, if I'm not on my back nine of my playing career, I'm approaching the back nine. Golf reference for uh, us trying to pick up our golf game, Chell. Um, <laughs> that, that something I want to get into probably after is uh, more of the GM and executive side. I, I love coaching, but I don't think I'm, uh, an X's and O's type coach. Like I, I know I can probably motivate a group and kind of get a team ready in that sense, but I'm not the guy that's going to break down plays all the time. So I, I think I'm better suited for being a GM and something I want to do after playing for sure. So I I would say as long as we are successful with the Northman, I want to keep doing it. And if, if we're not successful and I kind of feel like uh, somebody else can do a better job, I'm not afraid to kind of step out of the way of that now when you say gming after you're done playing is that are we talking at the nll level more so than yeah just in junior yeah why not i mean i i would probably say both like i you look at all the guys in the nll that are involved with uh junior senior teams or coaching or gming so yeah it's definitely something i kind of want to do both i want to remain in uh Involved with the NOL for sure whenever uh, I'm done playing, but um, that's many years away. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. Right? yeah, back nine, <laughs> um, another nine holes. But uh, no, like I just think uh, it's something uh, that's a process, and I gotta kind of learn how the the ins and outs of it uh, by doing the junior thing, and hopefully can do both one day. <laughs> so I'm sitting over here thinking of something to ask you and what I came up with. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it's not bad, Mike. Just okay, no, no, Mike sorry. It's just resting. I was resting. Yeah, right sure. Uh, <laughs> out of your however long you've played, when was your rookie year? Uh, I was drafted the 08 draft, I think. So 2009 was my first And that was season. to Boston, right? No. Calgary. Wow. No. Whoa. Trivia. You don't know who drafted him? Toronto. Dang, Toronto dang. There you go. got cut, then went to Boston, and then traded to Calgary. Nope. nope. I'm glad you know the ins and outs of my career. What was different after year three with Boston Blazers? That What what happened to the Blazers? They folded. Yeah, there you go. We're, we're Dispersal. almost there. Dispersal. Yeah. yeah, I got picked up by Calgary. Oh, okay. Dispersal. Well, <laughs> I was more so saying, whatever. Yeah. Out of the, all the teams that you've played for, how many of those years had, did you have a afro? <laughs> wow. I was not. Rosie is my favorite, yeah. and I love Winding when Rosie road. has a um, afro. It's a good question. Definitely started with some flow early in my career. Not anything crazy. Like, I remember there's one picture of you playing for the Roughnecks, and you have the cascade on. Yeah. And you got some serious little flow and I was Yeah, the year in Calgary, I think I I think twenty fifteen when we went to the finals is I had pretty probably the longest here I've had in my career. So <laughs> probably like three years with some good flow. Now I just kinda cut it short. I like Rosie's long hair. Yeah, you're a hair farmer though yeah. yourself. So yeah. <laughs> I'd like honestly if I could just snap my fingers and have a fro, I would do it. But it's all the in between of just dealing with it, you know? Yeah. Just doing nothing and yeah. watching it grow. No, there's <laughs> maintenance to, especially curly hair, because it can get annoying. Hammer, you ever had that issue? <laughs> Not recently, no. <laughs> no, no, I guess we're probably about uh, close to 20 years clear on yeah, that, I would that, say. Almost, yeah. Well, you don't have to deal with it then. <laughs> that that no, was I uncalled for. No, so. I know. But you are actually the second guest. TD took a shot, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember TD that. was pretty worried that he's just never going to get the call back or you're going <laughs> to use some mid-game. <laughs> just be no more nickname, no more nothing. Way yeah. to go, TD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but great question, Charles. Thanks. I only deliver the heat. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mike, you got anything to line up? I don't know with? how I followed that up with what year were you drafted and then how many years did you have an afro? An afro? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good setup. It, yeah, was, it was. Did not expect I'm that that's better. where you were going. Yeah. Keep people on their toes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do we want to talk any lacrosse? Yeah. Love Heck to. yeah. It's playoff week. Does it, uh, the cliche is, um, you know, does it, does this year feel any different? You know, I, I don't want to necessarily ask you that, but I'm starting to feel like this year is a bit different or at least different than recent years going into the playoffs, but just your overall vibe uh, going into this one game, do or die, winner moves on, loser goes home situation on Friday. Um. Yeah, I don't know if it feels all that different. I think uh, obviously the way last year ended and, I, I think every season you kind of uh, has both of you guys go on your phone. Are we good here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you guys listen to me? Sorry. <laughs> I was uh, deleting questions okay. as we went through them. Um, I just <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, this season, uh, I think we've learned uh, from past years of uh, kind of obviously failure and uh, losing to Buffalo tight last year and trying to uh, get over that hump and yeah well as long as we can kind of put what's happened in the past uh into our belief this year and i i think we've obviously made a few changes on the roster but a lot of the same guys that have been around uh our core and we just uh yeah we feel good about ourselves and good about our regular season but yeah until friday gets here um we just got to be as prepared as we can and we all kind of got to get got to play our best lacrosse together i guess so as we look forward to this game um you know you don't want to look uh obviously too far past this and we talk about uh different points in your career and all that kind of stuff but you know at, at what point and you can generalize here but at what point in someone's career does some urgency start to creep in when it comes to opportunities to to win a championship in one's nll career yeah i mean if I could go back, like the urgency would start year one, <laughs> for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. Would you have approached any season differently, knowing that you hadn't won a championship yet? You know, if somebody told twenty-five-year-old Nick Rose that you know by the time you're thirty-five, you wouldn't, you still wouldn't have a championship. Would you have approached any of those seasons in between differently? Um, I don't know if I would. Like, it just. We've been real close, and like uh, I think uh, Giannis had that quote the other day, like uh, whatever there is, there really failure in sports if you kind of put your best foot forward. And I, I think we've had championship caliber teams, especially here in Toronto since I've been here. Um, but some other teams have been a bit better, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I wish we had a championship already, but that's not the case, and doesn't really change. Uh, mindset for this year or next year and the year after that we're uh looking to try and hang another band around here and that's not going to stop even if uh even if that does happen this year it's going to be the same mindset heading in the next year regardless so um yeah i don't think i would have changed much other than uh yeah figuring out a way to just make it happen how many years do you think you have left um, I'm going to stop playing whenever Chow starts playing. So 12 years. <laughs> wow. You're in trouble, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I would no, say safely, I'd like to play till I'm 40. Yeah. I think that's a benchmark for most goalies. And then all is a reasonable number. So and you're back five, then, not back nine. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're a lot younger than me. I know you like to remind me, so... Knock on wood, as long as I stay healthy, hopefully, uh, yeah, till 40, 43, somewhere in there. What excites you most about playoff lacrosse? Um, good question. I just, obviously, the excitement of the crowd, especially being at home um, in front of our own fans. Um, yeah, it's just the, that, that pressure of... Uh, Knowing that your season could end, but you also get the chance to end another team season is a uh, is a great feeling, and it's why we all play. I think, and um, 
And yeah, I just think like we put in all this work for the last whatever, five, six months and it's been a long road and none of us want, want it to end this weekend. So um, I, I think the excitement to kind of burn another another week with her for a week or two with our, our group is uh, kind of the driving force. I have a, I sort of circle back, but <clears throat> Afro. No, not Afro. This is going back to your Coquitlam days because it's the best place on earth. Um, I like the COQ. Yeah, the COQ is great. Uh, there is a, I guess you could call it restaurant on the corner of Austin and, and Blue Mountain. Do you know what it is? I assume we're talking about the John B. <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't even know that those were the streets that it was on. Yeah, well, you do now. All right. Um, John B., for those of you that obviously don't know. Great establishment. One of the best. It's They've sponsored the Junior Adnax. I actually think uh, Reed Reinhold talked about this on the, on the Back of the Bird podcast. Oh, did he? I don't know if we're, we're allowed to mention that pod or not, but well, yeah. It's been mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> great spot. It's usually a good post-game spot after junior or senior games. One of the best, yep. Go to wing order. Wing order. I think uh, when I played there, they used to have uh, either wings and a beer for 15 bucks after our games or burger and a beer. Um, I think that those were your options. Yeah. They had I like the, three options Yeah, I forgot what the third one was, but I, I think I actually used to do salt and pepper wings there. Oh. And they like I I like a bit of sauce now on the wings, but it's pretty plain Jane back then. Double baked? Uh, I don't know about all that. Because mm. usually usually that's the go to for people. I do I do want to take credit that me, Steve McKinley, and Damon invented the fuzzy peach drink that they got there. What the? Do you know what that is or no? A Bellini. Well, it's the Bellini, but now it's actually called the fuzzy peach. But it was a records white with uh orange slush in it or peach slush oh yeah so good like mm. as soon as it gets hot out those like there's no alcohol in it it doesn't taste like it but and what was your go-to wing order chow i'm just a hot guy yeah i've seen this guy cry cry, cry <laughs> sweat <laughs> tears i got chirped well, this is kind of tangent but what was that place called it was was it drafted yeah, drafted. No longer there anymore. Kind of by our current house. So it's uh, now Chuck's. Yeah, but they had like a crazy wing selection one time. And I forget who we went with. There's after a game, maybe like this Sunday. Or the Oakville Rocky, maybe. Yeah, but we went and the, ordered the hottest. Maybe. Is it the same glasses you have on now that were just completely fogged no, up? No, but like I, <laughs> hottest thing I've ever put in my mouth before. Ate like a bite and just instant sweat starting to tear up I'm i don't get it like i don't get how you enjoy like eating something that i didn't much. enjoy that but but like even other ones like when you're still like panting after eating <laughs> one wing i asked the ser- server for a <laughs> glass of milk and she looked at me laughed and said suck it up and walked away wow <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like all right then See you later. I respected it, but yeah, it's not me at the yeah. time. I often don't understand that too. There's a couple of people that love the the hot sauce and stuff around here, but it's like you want to eat something that's going to make you uncomfortable. I just don't know. So that was although I like a little bit more spice as I've gotten older. I found, but but when was, it just takes over the entire yeah. meal, like you're just battling to. Well, you're eating a chicken wing, yeah. so it's like, what is your meal? Your meal is borderline the sauce, yeah, and the little texture you get from the wing. Fair enough, but, but you're the chicken wing guy, so I mean, I shouldn't be questioning you. Yeah. I was the same way, though. I hated spice, and then I went to school, and that's where I really found my love for hot wings. Hmm. The more you know? Wings and pretzels, that's my. Yeah, you're don't a come massive at me pretzel else. guy. Those are my two things. I know. You got me on the pretzels now, too. Mm. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a bag of pretzels I, got, I went grocery shopping yesterday got two bags of one type of pretzel and two bags of another type of pretzel oh so you're not talking about like the no, bread I'm like talking about the good old salt what's your company bread. or what's your brand nuts yeah that's yeah i used to be a blue menu guy alphabet <laughs> pretzels and waffle pretzels Let's work a sponsorship deal honestly it's so good but they don't make them anymore 
Wow. Like all things I like, they just go away. Do you ever do the cheese with the pretzels? No. I do. Uh, I'm just plain. I'm just I saying. do the thin pretzels with a dip of cream cheese sometimes. So good. I have done that. It is pretty good. Yeah. Anyways. Like, yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> Enough about me. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what we were talking about. Our minds John B. in pretzels. The John B. Yeah, just the great establishment. It is. It's great. Still kicking. Is the Palace the best arena you've ever played at? Well, after. Whoa! Uh, what? Whoa. I mean, you, you, you already brought it up after Tony Rose arena. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I was gonna say senior. Whoa, senior. Best senior. I mean, the tri- we're in. Yeah, we're probably in the best building. <laughs> well, yeah, at. I guess that's true. <laughs> the Palace was pretty special and uh, best West Coast arena. Absolutely. In Coquitlam. <laughs> yeah. That, definitely better than uh, Cam Neely and Maple Ridge. Goes without saying. Definitely better. Well, Langley Event Center is pretty good too. <laughs> if you like looking at seats. Yeah. No, I I like the Palace, and I I don't know if you knew this, but uh, when I was a ball boy for the Northmen, so I've been going up the ranks. Now, GM. <laughs> yeah. um, ball boy in '96, uh, Game Seven, the Minto Cup was against Burnaby Orange Burnaby played at the Palace on Poirier in Coquitlam, and. I was out there, game seven, overtime. Brian Beasel scored the winner for the, the Northmen. Was that the, Laker, was that the Lakers when they were gross? I like think Matt that was Brown like near the start of that year. The second run they had? Uh, I th- yeah, that, I think it would have been near the start of. Uh, yeah, the, probably the start of it, yeah. Yeah, because Nor- Northman played Coquitlam in 95 uh, in Tony Rose. Big brawl. Yeah. And then 96 was out west against Burnaby at Coquilla Marina. And, yeah, game seven OT winner by Brian Beasel, who then went on to coach against me in the Minto Cup in Brampton and called my leg pads. <laughs> <laughs> just lacrosse, just the community, tight-knit. And former Toronto Rock. <clears throat> wow, there you go. I forgot about Vin that. Beasel. Vin Beasel, oh, yeah. Is. A lot of good nick. You ever think about just giving everybody, like, a brand-new nick? We're kind of Getting close to almost everybody having a nickname of some variety again. Well, Craiger's got enough for everybody. <laughs> <He's laughs> <two. laughs> no, double O seven, Swish. Yeah. We never Ice really Man. called him double O seven though. We never called him I never referred to well, that. That was his like Twitter game. handle, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, he's had some good ones. Yeah. Iceman's been good. It's been good to him. So is Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's been great. I'm gonna try something here. Oh, okay. Because I knew you're you you're gonna you're gonna end it right there, weren't you? Well, we're getting close. I yeah, think. yeah. We got. I'm gonna do quick rapid fire questions. You okay. gotta answer them like quick. as quickly as they come to you, because the questions are also <laughs> coming to me as quickly okay. as you're answering these. But I have a quick kind of rundown. The fans will like this. Um, okay. <laughs> Rosie rapid fire. Yes, the Rosie rapid fire started with Rosie, and we'll keep it. Ready? Yep. Biggest one you ever had. What league? That wasn't a question. Ever. I got to go the first, no, probably the 09 Minto Cup in Brampton. Just We played them 13 times, and some of the players in that was uh, absurd. Nice. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, uh, it's it's rapid not very fire. rapid. But, uh, yeah. Player on any team outside shot, who do you least want shooting the ball on you? Why? Or the hardest one to save? Your guy with a deceptive shot. Oh, man, there's so many. But I kind of want to go with somebody not in the playoffs right now. So I'm going to go with Lyle. Okay. This might go into that question. Breakaway. Who don't you want on the breakaway? Um. Phil Mazuka. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been eating it? Yeah. Um, best pads you've ever worn? Brand? Well, they're all Bodum, aren't they? Yeah, Bodum's the best. But like, the goat. Is there a certain year that you really like the pads? <laughs> certain vintage? <laughs> um, yeah, probably back in junior when it was like the wild, wild west and they didn't really, really measure us and that kind of stuff. All right, Spoon or Woody? You know what? This has changed. Like, I've always 
been on the woody side for this, but like I don't know, using the spoon in that MSL classic, I just feel like they're I, I think it gets blown out of proportion, the whole thing. I, I don't think there's that much of a difference. Do you think Junior should go back to – or Junior should use NLL rules? I think yes, but I do think, like, Junior A's done a good job of going to the ones that they can realistically do. Like, obviously, no replay and stuff uh, is tough for crease calls and all that. All right, last question. If you could redesign your hat, would you? Oh, <laughs> that's a cheap shot. It's not a cheap shot. We know the final sales. Felt like it a final bit. sales of our hats. Did I get killed, or are we closer than he well, thinks? You can't buy mine anymore. Yeah, I think Charles. Well, the they did another run of mine. Yeah, and mine are done. Okay. Well, no, I wouldn't. I don't I'm know. Glad. That's I, what I wanted you to I say. I would love to do another design with you. But I, yeah. Hammer, maybe get on that. Yeah. People are looking for. Some more swag. Version 2.0. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That was my Rosie Rapid Fire. All right. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. That's the first time. Maybe we'll do that every time. Now, but like when you have somebody else on next week, it's got to be called Rosie's Rapid Fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. We, you established a name there. That's yeah. what we're going with. There we go. Maybe I'll change it. Roger's Rapid Fire. Uh, hey, there you go. I like Rosie. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Will Rosie contribute any questions to it? Like, will you can. guys research together and then? He can. He can offer a question. I'll give him one. Okay. We'll talk fair. about this when me and you host next week, Charles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Uh, okay, then, Chell, what Why don't you wrap up the interview, Chell? Wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. Well, Rosie, this has been excellent. Best of luck on Friday, and uh, um, yeah, great job. We're not going to talk about what we're watching? No, that comes with me and Mike. So oh, next week, next wow. week it'll be us. No, but not, no, let's bring it up, because I know you watch a lot. You're watching Succession right now. Yeah. You're watching... Uh, How do we feel about Succession? Love it. I didn't watch Sundays yet, so yeah, no, no spoilers. <laughs> okay, I, I have right. been liking it a lot. Um one that me and you can talk about, King of uh, Collectibles, The Golden Touch. Did you get through it? I'm on episode five. Me and Latrell watched four on Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I Like even more so than the cards, uh, all those sports memorabilia is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they did such a good job with it. I was, I went in actually with pretty low expectations for everything just because I wasn't sure how everything was going to translate to somebody who probably wasn't like a sports collector of any kind, like whether cards, memorabilia, whatever. But I think the way they told the stories kept me very engaged throughout the whole thing. It really followed along. It was like, Oh, I like, I actually couldn't wait for the, you know, to be continued. Yeah. I had to, you had to yeah. wait four seconds Couple cliffhangers, <laughs> but yeah. to get, but I was, they built it up really, really well. It was much uh, better produced than I had thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, it was cool. I was, I didn't really have many expectations either. And yeah. Do you think this is going to be like ongoing? Um, I hope so. It's weird. I think the creators of the show also had something to do with Pawn Stars, right? So I don't, think that's what it kind of felt like a bit but yeah so i i don't know if it'll ever get to um doing like 20 episodes a year or something like that but i can see a larger run in the future like a 12 or 13 type or even 10 episode type season i think going forward but um i just thought it was incredibly incredibly well done much better than what i had expected and just having followed ken golden on social media for I guess a long time, quote unquote. So just to know, like you already kind of knew a little bit about uh, his family and his son, who, who, if you watch any of his Instagram lives and stuff, is pretty quirky and really into yeah. it, and <laughs> uh, an up and coming little baseball player too. So it, uh, it, I, I just really loved it. So yeah, it was good. Even Cree uh, texted me. He's like, "Hey, have you seen this?" And yeah, yeah. It's good. I think it's going to do great things for the hobby as well. And it'll be interesting to see, too, some of the stuff that's going to probably come into the woodworks now, too, that is going to land at Golden Auctions that people are like, oh, I've been hanging on to this. Yeah, no kidding. Babe Ruth, <laughs> whatever yeah. that was passed on from generation to generation. We've just kind of had it and didn't realize it could be worth, you know, millions of dollars. And it's just been 
hanging around within, uh, you know, family to family. So I think that'll also be another cool thing that's going to happen too. So yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Chow, uh, side note, how's your, uh, survivor team doing in the rock pool? You already know how it's doing. Oh, oh, sorry. Are you done? Got it. Yeah. All You're right. out already. Right. Appreciate you guys having me on. Are we going to do what you're watching later? Uh, I'm not watching anything. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's actually a live start, so many things. I'll let you guys talk about what yours. Okay. And then me and Chow can talk more next week on All our right. on our All solo right. show. On Rosie's Rapid Fire. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's go. Bye. Playoffs Friday, Chow. See you down the stairs. Bye. All right. That was Nick Rose, Toronto Rock goaltender. We will take a short break here and wrap things up on Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock along with the co-host Challen Rogers as we wrap up this edition. Heading into playoff game number one on Friday night. Something I want to talk about, Chow. Um, this came up in this episode of the documentary, Rock City Unplugged. Every once in a while, there's just like a little nugget that slips out there and I kind of pick up on it and, and I want to get your reaction to it. And maybe you don't even hear this. I don't even know if you're on the bench at the time, but Matty Sawyer obviously mic'd up on the bench in Buffalo. And, you know, the team obviously encountered some adversity in that game, had a lead. Buffalo goes on a run. You guys had to, you know, try to come back in that game. You almost came all the way back. But, you know, once in a while, I'm sure in a game when things aren't going well, you tend to maybe get down a little bit, right? And keeping balance, keeping even keeled is obviously very important in a lacrosse game. But Matt sort of threw out something that, you know, it just made me start to think the wheels start going. And I don't know if this kind of stuff has the same effect on you as a player during the game. And, of course, I'm hearing it after the fact. But, you know, things were, were I guess, down maybe a little bit on the bench after giving up a few goals there later in the game. And he just said something so simple that I think is just so true and runs much further than what he said. And, yes, I've built this up very big <laughs> at this point. But I believe it was something to the effect of, come on, heads up, this is a lacrosse game. <laughs> and I know maybe you're like, oh, wow, okay. But I just thought, you know, like it, the definition of a lacrosse game, everybody says lacrosse is a game of runs. Yeah. And to just say it of like very matter of fact in the heat of the moment in the game, I, I just thought, you know, not here to pump Maddie's tires at all. But just listening to that, I was like, I think it's like sometimes borderline brilliant because um, just to express that very quickly, and I'm sure it hits differently with different guys, right? But, you know, if you do think about it, you know, it's like, guys, not too low, not too high. This is a lacrosse game. Keep the balance, keep the consistency, and let's get back on track here. But he didn't have time to say all that, right? So it's, you know, how you would, how you digest that as a player. But maybe way deeper than it needed to be. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, after you said it, I started thinking about it. And, yeah, like you said, lacrosse is a game of runs, and it's, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's I haven't good. seen it. So I haven't. Well, it is, uh, as we're recording this, uh, we're finishing all the uh, the bells and whistles, but it will be premiering or it will have premiered on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. So um, you can watch it now. Episode 6 is out now. Rock City Unplugged, episode 6, is titled Heating Up. Nice. It's very good. It's almost, uh, almost 40 minutes. Wow. Is that a longer one? Yeah, I think, I think it might be the longest one. If not, it's right there. Uh, Right there. And we are happy to announce, actually. Let's announce it right here. We have extended things into the playoffs. They'll be, uh, depending on how far the team obviously advances. So this part is all in your hands, Chal. Uh, how many episodes we get here in the playoffs. But we will be uh, continuing Rock City Unplugged through the playoffs, um, no matter how far the team goes. Nice. I feel like when I first asked you how long they're they're going to be around, you'd be like four episodes maybe. We originally, again, hey, let's get it all out here. We originally had the uh, six-episode uh, regular season deal, one per month, and uh, and we've uh, basically 
extend signed a contract extension with the good folks at Ward One. I like it through the playoffs. These guys are beauties. Yes, they've done an excellent job, and they are very invested in the in the team and the product and all that kind of stuff. And they'll be out here uh, tonight at practice, shooting some stuff, getting ready for uh, playoff episode number one. And uh, they'll be here during the week as well, so they might uh, be hooking up with you uh, tomorrow or Thursday at some point. Although I know you've got a building number of commitments here this week, which has been very much appreciated. Tomorrow's going to be a grind. It's early. It's real early. Yeah. For me, <laughs> not an early guy. <laughs> My biggest thing, so we're talking about this. Again, by the time you hear this, you you will have seen Challen Rogers and Brad Cree on CH Morning Live, CHCH Television in Hamilton. Great partners of the Toronto Rock and Tim Bolin. Beauty. We'll Follow be me running on Instagram the show. today. Oh, really? Yeah, we're nice. Instagram official. Wow. It's me beautiful. and Timmy B. So you guys will be on there. You're going to be talking some sports and not just lacrosse. And uh, we'll, we'll see how far the segment goes and everything. And then they've got some other uh, stuff as to how they're going to work you guys into the show there. And that uh, just a little bit different tomorrow morning. Not like you guys are going to be on there for an hour or anything like that, but a couple segments uh, instead of just one on Wednesday morning. So uh, if you're hearing this now and it is past Wednesday morning, which it will be because this is not going to be up <laughs> available by Wednesday morning, but jump onto YouTube and you can actually watch archive broadcasts of CH Morning Live and skip ahead there on their YouTube channel and uh, check out just That's what huge. the boys did on CH Morning Live on Wednesday morning. That's a May 3rd broadcast if you're searching YouTube. I'm going to have to let my mom know. Yeah, actually, they stream on YouTube live as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so she can watch it uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, that's going to be pretty early her time. What, like 5 a.m.? Yeah, she won't be up. No, well, that's the thing, though. But when she does get up, hop right on YouTube, just scroll back on the live feed, or it should be the show's probably over maybe. But, um, yeah, she can check it out right then. It'll cool be fun. Thing. That's one thing, you know, growing up, I always kind of actually wanted to do was like, I remember sports page back in the day yeah. with Don Taylor. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 And Don Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a man. He's funny. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I, mean, I could do that. On yeah. Another. So it's kind of. Yeah. I'd so never... we'll see. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how Tim works this in. But uh, yeah, you guys will be talking uh, not just Toronto Rock, but a little bit of. Uh, well, actually, I should maybe give you guys a little. Before you guys go, make <laughs> sure you great. pay attention to the Leafs game tonight yeah. after practice. Uh, I was actually already kind of doing some yeah. segments in my head. You guys will be doing a little uh, Leafs chat and talking about some highlights and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Let's but go. I'm sure Timmy will take good care of you. Well, he always does. Always. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, all right. So we've talked about the doc. We've talked about the upcoming game on Friday night. Uh, we did save what you're watching for this part of the show for you, Chal. Mm-hmm. Anything new, finally. People have come up to me and said, did you really like the night agent that much? And you said, yes. It's <laughs> yes, my I favorite did. favorite show in the world. <laughs> and it's not, but that was the thing. I had to kind of tone it down to be like, okay, it's clearly come across that I think this is the best show ever. But now, now it's more just I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. So then I'm guessing that hasn't changed. Uh, once again. It's still on my list. <laughs> Haven't watched it. <laughs> All right. um, did watch some movies, though. Ah. I watched uh, Stowaway. No idea. It's uh, Anna Kendrick. Um, two other people that I think are relatively... Famous? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like some uh, some movie shot in space. Oh. They're trying... Yeah, so... Little premise, I guess. There's three people on this, I think, two-year journey to go to Mars and do some research and whatever. And and then while they're on the ship to travel there, some guy just kind of falls out of the top of the space station. And he's, I guess, an engineer. Got caught in. I don't know. Just somehow lives. Makes it's a movie. Whatever. Um, he makes it, and then some other stuff happens, and they don't have enough oxygen on the thing for four of them. So they have to kind of create this plan to go get oxygen at this other spot outside. And they have to, like, climb this thing. I don't know. It's I thought it was pretty good. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. It's pretty good. So if they only had a certain amount of oxygen for a certain number of people, did somebody have to get eliminated? 
essentially. So to yes. speak, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like Survivor in space. Yeah. So they had to try to get some more oxygen from like the opposite side of the ship. And it's like, it's a journey, obviously in space. And yeah, some crazy space stuff. Space journey. Yeah. Speaking of survivors, sorry not to get off topic, but yeah. have you ever gone through and filled out your application for it? When when do they even shoot the show? Do you know um, when they shoot it usually? Uh, no. Okay. I feel like it's got to be during like the fall. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be on Survivor. They already kind of had me on there. For those of you that watch Survivor, I kind of look like Matt who got voted out. Yes, you do. <laughs> so we have this like thing, seeing how we're talking Survivor. Uh our team, there's about, I don't know, I guess eight of us. Yeah. Because there's 16 contestants, right? Just eight, yeah, eight of us. Um, and we all draft two people, and then we see who makes it to the end. And the day we did the draft, one of my girls left that day, and then, yeah, Matt went out the other day. But um, Corbs. You kind of started this group chat, and whoever gets uh, whoever gets voted out, it's like a picture of their body, but like just a really low budget uh, Photoshop of like <laughs> our face on their body, and it is just hysterical. Some of the pictures that we have, um, like Corv's guy went out; he had Kane, and Corv's guy, uh, Corv's had Kane. Kane got voted out, so Corv's screenshot this picture or made this picture of Jeff. Who's corpse blowing out Kane's torch? Who's also oh, corpse? Okay. Oh. So it's like corpse torching corpse. <laughs> but usually the other ones is like, let's say me. Yeah. And then corpse is torching me out. You know, it's, wow. it's it's funny. It's good stuff. Yeah, I guess you gotta be there for it. bad bad listening. No, that's uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. But here's my fascinated by all this question. You said that you had a draft. Yes. So you obviously do this before episode one. No, we oh. watch episode one. You watch episode one. Just okay. Because I was going to say, how do you like, what, what is it that influences your selections? Can well, I ask who the number one overall pick was? Yes, you can. Who was it? Dilks had the number one pick. Yeah. Who do you think he picked? I, I don't know who you, like after one episode, I don't know. His number one pick overall was Jam Jam. And at the time, he was getting a lot of heat for it. But And his other person, who he didn't get to pick because it's snake draft, so he yep. just gets whoever's there, was Carolyn. So he's walking away <laughs> wow. with, I have nobody, <laughs> and I chose my people. And he drafts Jam Jam and Carolyn, and they're just buzzing right now. Wow. I even offered him, I was going to offer him some money. I was like, how much to buy Carolyn off you? Like high. after you had lost both yeah. your... Because oh. I still want to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. She's a dark horse. Yeah. I think she, she could pull it out. Wow. All right. Um, okay, we'll wrap things up there, I think. Uh, again, the mailbag is uh, going to be sidelined for another week here. Total access <laughs> at torontorock.com. A lot of emails stacking up. Total. There. I know. We are backlogged officially now, folks. I think that's what they call that. Total access at torontorock.com. And, of course, we have to plug tickets for this Friday night. NLL quarterfinals. One game. Winner moves on. Loser. Thinks about next year right away. Friday night, 7.30 at First Ontario Centre, a rematch of last year's NLL quarterfinals that the Toronto Rock won in thrilling fashion because the co-host, Jalen Rogers, scored the overtime winning goal to send everyone away happy, and I really hope we see that celebration on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I hope you bring it out. Yeah, maybe. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Dab Nation. Uh, get your tickets at torontorock.com and of course if you purchase a playoff pack torontorock.com slash playoff pack you will uh, guarantee your seats for the entire playoff run and you only pay as we play so you're committing to have the same seats and again you're not charged until any future games become necessary or clinched so that is the situation. Of course, single game tickets, if you just want to go that route, you can uh, get there by visiting torontorock.com or ticketmaster.ca, however you like to get there. Uh, the family pack is also available for the playoffs. You can check that out at torontorock.com. If you 
uh, want to go that route, but uh, lots of different ticket options available, and you can find all that information, as I said, at torontorock.com. So, Chell, this is it. Final podcast before the playoffs get going. Final podcast being recorded before episode six of the doc drops. Um, anything to say here? Any any final bow on the regular season and anything to set the playoff train in motion? Let's go. Classic chow. In the meantime and in between time, for the co-host Challen Rogers, I am Mike Hancock saying – We will see you on Friday night in Rock City, the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds NLL quarterfinals. 7.30 p.m. face-off. You can watch it on TSN if you can't get there. And we will chat next week.